Pick out your movie, lounge on your couch, watching the stars while you slouch. Now you can listen to what they'll say. It's Easton and friends bringing the couch critics your way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couch Critics. Uh, We're going to do a new episode for you today, and I, for the first time, have two guests on the podcast. You guys have uh, already heard both of them. Uh, Max, we have here on the podcast. Yo, yo, welcome back. <laughs> and we got Damien back on the podcast. Let's go. All right, so this is both their second time returning to the podcast, uh, and the first time we uh, had somebody on the podcast, it was Max, and uh, I forgot to kind of ask what his favorite movies were. So we're gonna kind of throw it back to Max, and you know, Max, what what were some of your favorite movies uh, that you've seen? I'm gonna have to go Shawshank Redemption. Okay, solid. Forrest Gump. Ooh. And I could typically watch the Harry Potter movies when they come on TV, no problem. Okay. So, all right, so. Sci-fi and then some uh, some dramas in there. So, all right. So that's kind of his uh, movie palette, as you should say. And then I think uh, Damien has already gone over his. So, um, I mean, I guess you can remind people of shortly of what yours are, just so they know going into this episode if they haven't seen The Irishman, which is the last episode <laughs> you were on. Yep. Uh, what what were some of your favorite movies? Uh, so Wolf of Wall Street is one. Uh, all both Blade Runners, especially twenty forty nine. Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, and I didn't mention this last time, but most every Tarantino film gotcha. I, I love, so I think he's probably my favorite director. All right, fair enough. Um, even though you did uh, a Scorsese movie last time, and you talked about how much you loved him. Well, I do like Martin Scorsese <laughs> as well, but I like I like Mr. Quentin Tarantino a little better. All right, well, maybe we'll have you on for some of the Quentin Tarantino movies that, that we review, because I'm sure we'll get to all of them at some point. Uh, last time I was on the podcast, uh, I was on with my wife, Tristan, and I kind of talked about um, how Justice League was going to get a reshoot. and Not a reshoot, but kind of an extended edition that they had talked about for a long time. And I said that they were putting like $50 million or over, like almost $100 million into it. I guess it was only $30 million. So I wanted to correct myself here because still a lot of money, but uh, – <laughs> Thought I'd correct myself before uh, somebody came at me saying that it was only $30 million instead of like Fake $50 news. Million. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll just get straight into this episode because there's not a whole lot of movie news as uh, kind of coronavirus stuff is still pushing things out of theaters. Hopefully Tenet is still going to come out in July. I don't know if you guys really know what that one is, but it's uh, Christopher Nolan's next movie. Oh. Um, that one's supposed to come out in, uh, I think, July 17th. And uh, I'm pretty excited about it because, one, I haven't seen a movie in theaters in forever. And, two, it's Christopher Nolan. And he does some of the best movies, I think. He's one of my favorite directors. Uh, even his smaller movies like Dunkirk were still still pretty damn good. So, uh, But, yeah, we'll go straight into this episode. Uh, we decided to do Uncut Gems this week uh, as it's kind of been a movie that I wanted to do anyways. Uh, because it was kind of a controversial movie that came out last year. And on top of that, it just hit Netflix this past week. So a lot of new people are watching this movie that didn't get a chance to watch it in theaters. So uh, we'll just kind of get into general thoughts right now with my two guests. So, uh, Damien, what, what are some of your general thoughts of Uncut Gems? Stressful. Very stressful, I would say. But it's fun in that, too. Um, and Adam Sandler... Uh, the Sandman does, I think, a really good job in the movie. And uh, he also still adds in his humor that he has, I think, in a lot of the movies that we know and love from him. But it fits the tone of the film, and it doesn't come off like we talked about with humor in the last episode, like cringy or anything like that. Like yeah. It's still fun. I liked that a lot. Uh, but, yeah, very stressful. Everything moves really, really fast, and a lot of people yell over each other and are really mad at each other, and it's like New York in a film almost, I feel like. I don't know, but, yeah, stressful. Very stressful, but fun. A fun, stressful film. Yeah. All right, Max, uh, what are some of your general thoughts on uh, Adam Sandler's Uncut Gems? Uh, I'm going to piggyback off Damien here with the stressful. <laughs> yeah. He had watched it before me, and I asked what it was like, and he said it was stressful. I didn't really understand what he meant until I watched the movie, and yes, it was very stressful. Um, 
it's also very feel it's a long movie over two hours but it feels very fast uh very easy to watch maybe want to want want to know what's going to happen next so a crazy ending it's good ending not what i expected but i can live with it yeah um so I, I have seen this movie twice, technically. I watched it when it first came out in theaters, and then I watched about, I don't know, 80% of it before we decided to do this podcast. I didn't get a chance to finish it the second time. But, uh, yeah, the first time you watch this movie, it is just a straight, stressful ride where your heart's pounding during 90% of this movie because of the gambling and the just nonsense that Adam, Sam, Adam Sandler decides to do. Uh, but the second time, you can kind of actually get behind – like, you can kind of – understand the movie a little bit more and you're less stressed out because you kind of know what happens. Uh, the first time you're watching it, you don't know. I mean, you're just going along the ride with him, but the second time you watch it, you're, I mean, you know the end result, uh, which I won't talk about yet, but uh, you kind of know the end result and you, you kind of know when he gets that, uh, when he gets the gym from Kevin and all that. So it, it makes it a little bit less stressful, which for me is a good thing because the first time I watched it, it was, it was almost too stressful to enjoy. And it's like, uh, it's like the first time you ride a roller coaster and you're going up, 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 and you're like, I want to pee your pants because you're so nervous and everything. you're like stressed out. You know what I mean? Your anxiety is through the roof. Yeah. I, I don't know if we have any KC fans, but if you've ever heard the Mamba, oh. it's just you're going up forever. It's like you're <laughs> yeah. ne- you, you never get to the down part. When, like, when do you go down? <laughs> exactly. That's what this uh, – it's a good analogy. I mean, just you never feel like you're going down because it just, it just keeps on riding. There's more and more tension within every minute of the movie. And then finally, the very end, there's a release of that tension, but then I guess we'll talk about it later. It's not really satisfying. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely one one takeaway from it. But I have to say that uh, uh, general thoughts, Adam Sandler did a fantastic job in this movie. It's a completely different pace of what we usually see from him, especially, you know, Just Go With It or uh, Happy Gilmore, uh, Waterboy and Jack and Jill. And, <laughs> yeah. He has some bad the, movies for sure, the but pivotal Adam yeah, Sandler film, bedtime stories. I mean, you know, you're used to a a, a comedy film from him, and him pairing up with A24 for this movie to try to push uh, Oscars was, I think, really smart for him to kind of solidify himself as a fantastic actor and not just a cheesy. Let's make Pond 150. Jokes. Yeah, let's just make 150 million dollars on. A movie and go on my way you know yeah he really tried to show that he is um one of the better actors of this generation uh and i think he did that i mean um he really carried this film i mean this movie is basically about him i'm trying to think of his name i have it pulled up the uh, the character howard yeah, yeah. howard Howie. i mean how howard basically yeah just carries this film from point a to point b and you have to have someone who can do that and adam sandler definitely did that there are some good supporting actors i think julia fox did a great job and she she has been in nothing before this film so uh, a really good job for the studio to to find somebody like her that is unknown and can still carry a movie and uh, support adam sandler as she did um i don't know if you guys know this but some of the other supporting actors um like i think arnold i think some of them they hadn't also been in a movie before, but they also weren't actors. They were just random people that they found in New York and said, "Hey, we like the way you look. Will you just be in this movie?" Wow. And they paid him. To, they just paid him off the street and said, "Hey, you can be in this movie, and we'll pay you money to be in the movie." And they and they did it. I think all the jewelers and the um, the bookies. Oh I think, yeah. I think they were actual bookies and jewelers as well. So wow. They really pulled the New York, you know, scene mm-hmm. uh, in this movie, uh, and. It, it all works. I mean, if if they didn't pull their port their pull their part right, uh, I think it definitely would have made this movie a lot worse than it did. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have felt real right. if those people weren't as crazy as they were. So, right. I feel like off that too, like mentioning Kevin Garnett, like oh he, yeah, he did a really good job of acting in this movie or yeah. doing something outside of you know being on the court or anything like that. But and he almost I, wasn't in it. Yeah, I I was reading a little bit about that that they were looking like a big pool of they wanted an NBA player but they didn't know who the NBA player would be. And I heard they like, almost pulled uh, Kevin Durant is what I heard. Yeah, I saw that too because there was like a lot of like yeah, there's a lot things of had to be there in order to fit how the plot oh, of the yeah. movie goes. Yeah. And so they were looking at a lot of people. 
uh, and Kevin Garnett made the cut. Celtics the makes a lot of sense. Yeah, especially because it's like that New England, like it's it's yeah. around that area on the East Coast. It, yeah, it would make sense for like the travel to to and from New York. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I did read about that. That's very interesting. I think, but I think he did a good job and he made he made it fun. So yeah, I I, I think this is his first time acting and. He did great. I mean, watching the movie, it felt like it was real. Yeah, like, like, that's I, how it, he would be in real life. Yeah, maybe. and it felt like this is a movie that, uh, like that was based on a true story that was about Kevin Durant or mm-hmm. uh, Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Garnett. It felt like this was like he was retelling a story of his own life, which it's not. It was just you know a made up story of supposed to be telling what the New York uh, jeweler industry is about, uh, and they just decided to throw an NBA player in. But when you're watching it. It felt like Kevin Garnett was like, "Yeah, I'll go ahead and tell the story of a part of my life." Yeah, you're wondering, oh, so did he actually this do just all an this? Every day, every week thing for these guys, like, yeah. yeah, I go through this crazy stuff to get a something that makes me maybe play better. Well, so, like, I superstitious. mean, yeah, I guess yeah. in the movie it made him play a lot better. It did, it did. Yeah, allegedly, <laughs> Max is basically saying right here. Yeah, so those are some uh, definitely general thoughts that I had. Uh, watching the movie especially the second time uh you can really get into more of the acting of the movie and the actual story uh rather than just the suspensefulness of it because um, yeah the first time you're watching it it's i mean you really don't know what to do other than just pray that he Go somehow the ride. yeah he somehow gets out of this and every time he makes a stupid ass decision you're oh. like there's there's at least three times in this movie where it's it like it could have ended prematurely, you know. Yeah. He, this guy, this Howard Ratner, is just addicted to gambling and yeah. wants to roll the dice and see what happens. So yeah. it just keeps going, and you just keep getting more upset. Yeah, that's a that's another emotion you get. Is definitely upset with <laughs> yeah, this guy because he slap could, this guy around. He could definitely just get away with most of his problems if he just mm-hmm. not gambled once and just paid his you know paid his debts. Um. So, yeah, I, I think that's really all I have for kind of general thoughts before we get into some of the scenes and the spoiler parts of the movie. Uh, do you guys have anything else, you know, that's not uh, pivotal to the story of this movie? Because we definitely don't want to give anything away as, you know, if you give away something, kind of right. ruins the, the buzz of this movie. So Yeah. Uh, fun. Fun and stressful. The weekend does a nice job. His, I thought the weekend was a good and, touch. And yeah, limited limited role in the film, but he does a good job. Uh, yeah, and it it also made the setting of 2012 a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, except since this movie is supposed to be set in is that time frame. But yeah. Max, do you have anything else general before we get into kind of spoilers here? Nope, I'm ready to go. All right, uh, I guess we'll kind of get into spoilers. So um, yeah, if you haven't watched this movie, go ahead and shut it off. Uh, shut off the podcast right now and go watch it. Cause, uh, I think all of us kind of recommend it. Yeah, uh, this is definitely not a movie that I would want to have spoiled for me. Yeah, so uh, I definitely recommend it. I think, uh, do you guys recommend somebody to to watch this one? Especially since it's on Netflix, so it's, you know. Yeah, I would say so. I recommended Max to watch it, and he watched it, so. Correct, and I also then sent a text to our group chat <laughs> saying, F everyone who recommended <laughs> Uncut Gems because the ending was just so shocking. Yeah. But, but it was a great thing. great movie though. Yeah, great movie. That's though. a good thing. Yeah. The shockiness <laughs> of the of of the movie is a good thing. So yeah. it it left me agape. My yeah. mouth agape. It. it literally shocked me. I haven't been yeah. shocked by a movie, I don't think, ever like this. So Yeah, and I talked about it with all my friends for quite a while after we watched it because I had a couple other friends I went to theaters to watch it because I watched it opening weekend. But um yeah, so I think if you haven't seen it yet, uh definitely go out and watch it on Netflix. I mean it's two hours and fifteen minutes of your time. Uh, and then uh, it's it's a fun ride, suspenseful, and really puts you at the edge of your seat and stressful. But uh, yeah, definitely go out and watch it. And then so yeah, don't don't listen to this if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, but yeah, we can go ahead and get into spoilers now. Uh, so what what scenes or, or spoiler parts uh, do you guys want to you want to talk about? We can go to one of you two. Uh, we could count how many times he made a bad decision <laughs> during the movie. I. Let's go I over this, and much. I mean, he took the uh, that twenty one thousand, put a bet on one. That's one at least. 
Well, he cheated on his wife. Cheated on his wife. I was about to say that one, too. Here's another one. So, going off of that first bad mistake, not only does he go and he places a bet with that money. He, he wins. Sends, he's, well, he, he, does, he was going to win, but he but sends yeah. a picture of that money yeah. to the guy he owes money to to, quote, unquote, calm him down, which and does not calm him down. What, what does he get the money from? Uh, Selling Kevin ha- Garnett's yeah. Oh, yeah. ring. <laughs> so that's, that's three mistakes all on one one thing. <laughs> In one scene, really. Yeah. Uh, like, well, no, there's four because how does he get the ring? Oh, he's giving away his fucking opal, yeah. which is like, the, which he which, which he is claims which is, is worth over, over a million dollars. dollars. And I think he's right. I think it is worth over a million dollars if he yeah. had the right appraisal. But instead, he, he gives it. it to fucking Kevin Garnett, a random basketball player he's never met. Off of the word. Gives away the opal. That's four Gets mistakes. The Pawns the ring. Bets the money. Bets the money from the pawn And ring. then shows the money to his... Happened in, happened in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, really, truly. And, and that's just... In 10 I, minutes, we have five mistakes. And yeah, that's just well, a 10 and, and then he the wins film. the bet and then goes and cheats on his wife. So we can count that as... Well, he, but he won the bet. Well, no, but his debt collector stopped, stopped the bet. The bet. Yeah. Stopped the so bet. He remember. didn't technically win the bet, but he would have won the bet. Correct. And Which was also an intense scene. Yeah, because he kidnaps him from this. No, 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 no. Before that, like when he was watching the game. Oh like, yeah. Like I was so st- like I was stressed. Like I was on the edge of my seat. Like please, Kevin Garnett, go off right now, please. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know who he is. I knew obviously he's from the Celtics, but I'm not a big basketball watcher. And I was like, please, I don't know if you're good or not, but please go off because I, I I can't, I cannot handle this guy losing this bet and having to deal with Arnold again. I, I think that, so I think the movie when it opens is just weird to me. Yeah. The first, that first like 10 minutes I did pause the movie to make sure I was watching un- uncut gems still. What do you mean? You see a gem in the first two minutes? But no, it opens with like rioting and stuff in this uh, in Africa over these mines. Yeah, and, gems. Like, I I kind of knew, but I I literally I paused it to make sure because it, it seems so weird. But they get the it opal. Was, it was really yeah. weird. Yeah, the miners I guess find the opal, and then it kind of dives into the opal yeah. into this like weird of Colin? well it goes to that but it goes to this like really like dreamy like yeah it's almost like a like you're in like space type of deal and the mu i think the music was dope for this movie yeah i i knew going into this movie it was an a24 film and i don't know how many a24 films you guys have watched but i haven't seen any they're they're definitely really artsy movies yeah. so i was going into the movie knowing that it was gonna be well have heavy, you know, in the actor part of it, and then there were going to be some shots that are some over dramatized shots, and so I was ready. You know, I mm-hmm. I wasn't too shocked by that, but that's because I kind of know the studio. Yeah. I thought that the music would be more like, like what would hit the vibe of like New York, like hip hop. Yeah, like that's fair. Kind of like hard hitting, like you know, hip hop type style, like maybe R and B type stuff. But yeah. no, it's like this weird all, synthesizer, yeah, yeah that's type true. stuff that that really just makes it made me feel weird. Yeah, that's and it fair. Added to the movie in that sense of like that stressful and anxiety type deal, but it is fun. I, and this is like where his humor comes in, I think, where it like goes to that, and then you're like inside this you know human body like thing. You're like, where where are we? Oh and yeah, you're in his colon, and he's getting a colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, to me, that's like a classic Adam Sandler type yeah, humor without definitely. being overbearing with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not expecting it. No, and you're wait. You're waiting for Adam Sandler to show up on the screen, and, and you see him laying on his side with a fucking camera up his ass, and then you're actually just inside. Of but it. they don't yeah. don't show the butt. No, no yeah, no, we no, don't. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> no butts. No, butts in this no Adam Sandler booty. If you're looking forward to that, unfortunately, you get to see the inside of his booty though. Yeah, and it's and it's just not it's to spoil that. It's clear he's good. No. No colon cancer. Which that scene was also fucking wild. Oh, yeah. Where he's... It's, it's, it's just very... You could go through every five minutes and talk about yeah. a crazy scene in this movie. Like, no, one, no one talks, has a conversation. It's constant yelling. <laughs> they only, yelling they only yell at each other. other. <laughs> and they're all... Fr- like, most of them are friends. Yeah. That's what... I, I don't get... Oh, uh, shit. What, what's that? Uh, uh, Damani. Guy, is that his name? The guy who brings people to a shop? Yeah. Yeah, Damani. It's like Damani and him are friends. I don't understand why. That was one thing that really confused me is why they're always fighting with each other. When, like, 
Damani brings him stuff and he gives he gives him watches it, like knockoffs, but that are with have that have real papers and in boxes and shit. And Damani throws him under the bot under the bus for this opal that's worth a million dollars. I think it's just like the culture of that. Yeah, that's so that's like fair. Just the culture there is like, you know, he's basically a hype beast who. Yeah, that's fair. You know, draws up hype for Howard Shop to bring high profile events. So, you know, he gets Kevin Garnett, who's as high profile as you can get. And you know, you got to keep hyping up, like, oh, you know, hang on to the opal, whatever. Like, it's cool. He'll be cool. All this stuff. And then, you know, when he doesn't he get the opal, cool. when he doesn't get the opal back, he like keeps trying to tell Howard, like, it's cool. Like, he's got the thing. He'll give it back to you. Don't worry. And then. Also, uh, just that like culture of like hyping stuff up, you know, if Howard like he forces him to drive him all the way to practice and he fucking leaves him to go take a shot in the basketball court. If he didn't do that, he would have been right next to him. It would have got in and bad decision. Him. Number six. Yeah, well, <laughs> by this point, it's probably bad decision. Like 28, but yeah. we're yeah. skipping a few. I just like <laughs> I, I watched it again and I was just like, why? Why are you going and doing this? You, you are trying to find a million dollar opal. And you're like, oh, let me go take a random shot on this practice court with some fourth string NBA because, players because he loves basketball. Yeah, I know because Jews love basketball. Both. That's that's a quote from the movie. I'm, yes, yeah, correct. Yeah. Jews invented basketball, according to the movie. That Not is. invented. No, but the, the, the scored first, the first two points. Yeah, the, no, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah scored the by, first. That's right. Jew, that's right. For the Knicks. Dude, why? Why the fuck do Jews love basketball so much? <laughs> but I think that's also another thing is like. This is one of the few movies where Adam Sandler really pushes his, like, Jewish, like, the character's Jewish heritage. And he's Jewish, yeah. too. So, like, just like that, like, he's, the character is, like, a Jew who's, I mean, he, like, you know, he wants to keep making these bets. He always talks about his Jewish. And it's really in the movie. They have a Passover scene. Yeah, yeah. I, they do Passover. I thought the Jewish intricacy of the movie was, was great. It didn't feel like it was too strong, but yeah, it, it made you know that. Like this was a, a Jewish not culture, but you know their community, yeah, of that family, which is funny because Arno, who is a is, part of their family, yeah, who is this guy that Howard owes a hundred thousand dollars to, who is the loan shark, and the antagonist really of the whole film. It's also just a hundred thousand dollars. You're doing all this for a hundred k. Yeah, I know. I would like if you say like fifty mil, I like that makes a little bit more sense. But if you have that much money, a hundred k, like. Yeah, you're gonna well, sell out and beat up your own and you're like family, and you're stressed out. Like Arno is, you know, that kind of like adds the stress to the film, especially when they show up to his daughter's recital. And that's oh where they yeah, like, they basically kidnap him and beat him a little bit, rip his clothes off, take all his his watch and his ring and stuff, and, and then throw him in the back of his trunk of his car. That scene upset me so much, not just because of how they treated him, but the fact that he had, he had won their money back. Like yeah, if, that's when they if they didn't reveals that. if they didn't stop his bet, he would have got their money back, and I would have been like, dude, I got your money back and you fucked it up. That's your fault. I got your money back, so I don't owe you shit. That's not how that works. But no. that's what I was thinking when I was doing it. Like yeah. when I was watching, I'm just like, he got your money back and you screwed it up. Yeah, like he only had twenty k. He and he made that into a hundred k to pay you back. Well. I mean, he probably wouldn't have paid him back with it. He's <laughs> but he had the chance. He yeah. could have. Yeah. yeah. One, of the, one of the, like, three chances he had in the film <laughs> to pay him back. Well, I think that was the only time he had, a, technically, he would have had I the full amount. Because he only had, like, at most, like, 30K. Yeah. Well, he did before he made the very big bet. What do you have? Like, 65? He had no, 175. 75. Yeah, 175. Well, yeah, that was when, well, that was when uh, towards he, the end of the movie. So he could have, you know, paid him there still. Yeah. But he chose to... Gamble the hundred and seventy thousand or whatever it was. Yeah, but Garnett had the had the opal. Not, yeah, because he bought it. Remember, because yeah. he bought the opal. Yeah, no. at that point he had it, so he believed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but uh, like shortly after that scene, though, with the the musical or the whatever, they had the Passover scene, and you see Arno with them, and you're like, "What the hell is this guy doing here?" And it turns out that he, their brother-in-laws, yeah, and he's basically like the black sheep of their whole family. And uh, Adam Howard talks a little shit to him with their, uh, with like the, I think that's a, is that his dad. Uh, yeah, I think so. Gushy, I mean, Gushy or whatever. Yeah, Gooey, Gooey. That was or his uncle. Name. Or, Gooey. Yeah, yeah. but he's he's also rich. Family. His whole they're family. all rich. 
but they like are basically shit talking him without him knowing but that that like relieved some stress but also elevated it because it's like why is your own brother-in-law doing this to you yeah yeah that's what i meant but like you know it's only 100 he has the, he has like four or five hitmen that are like harassing you too yeah like how much are you paying these hitmen for 100k worth o- of money obviously not enough yeah <laughs> yeah i guess that's true spoiler yeah <laughs> But, um. Uh. Yeah, Julia Fox comes in though a few times in the movie. She does a good job. Uh, I, the the scene where he like sneaks into her apartment is in the and, closet. And he's in the closet texting her. I like that scene. I thought that was that was. I think that was a comedic part. Yeah, that at, was really. At bad. first though, I thought she was gonna cheat on. Yeah, him. like yeah. Being, she was being sly about something. That's but what I thought too. But no, it turned out to be. Kind of cool yeah. <laughs> for him. Oh, cool. uh, yeah, I guess for him. <laughs> you do get to see her in lingerie, la- lingerie which is kind of cool, but no like nudity or anything. I can't but. talk too much about that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, I do think Julia Fox was – I want I think she was the best part about the movie, not because she was the best, but because she was such a small part that elevated the movie much like – Adam, like you know, Adam Sandler is the main part of the movie, and he's gonna be great. And if you didn't have somebody as good as Julia Fox in the movie, I think it would like she was in a good half of the movie. Yeah, like she was the second main character, really, from like the club scene on. She was exactly. And if if you didn't like the wife was maybe in a twelfth of the movie. Like yeah, she her, was her not... biggest scene was really the past, and she was scenes. and she was a bigger like she's a bigger actress. Yeah. So, and she's been in quite a bit, and she was fine. But like, if you didn't have somebody like Julia Fox uh, to be in that movie, which is a, a younger person that's attractive and uh, plays a seductive New York style lady, that's uh, with. I mean, her subtle parts of the movie of her taking pictures with the weekend and everything obviously elevated the stressfulness mm-hmm. of of everything. And I, I think if she didn't do as good a job as she did. I think it would have put down this movie quite a bit. Yeah, I agree. Because she, she plays that like, like she's, like basically like I mean she's kind of slutty. She has to do like things like that to to sell the jewelry that because she sells the jewelry too. Yeah, yeah. She so that's yeah, she, that's she her job. She basically does these things to sell product, basically. But she also kind of takes advantage of Howard, and he mentions that early in the movie. Um, but then she ends up being like truly like his most loyal yeah most loyal person to him yeah i was about to say i never really felt like she took advantage of him well i wouldn't because... say that she did but he how he says that yeah in the movie that she takes advantage of him yeah i was like as a what 26 year old 27 year old woman that's attractive in new york and you're with this 40 some year old oh he's gotta or be like he even 50 yeah he's gotta be 50 old crusty jewish guy she's digging gold yeah but, but I mean, for some, but I mean, towards the end of the movie, you see that she actually does yeah. care for Howard. Well, she gets an ass tattoo. That his tattoo name. was hilarious. But it's kind of that crazy girlfriend kind of way, yeah. though. Too, yeah. she's definitely a little crazy. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah, she's willing to sneak out of a. Didn't she like walk out on? And like get get like she walked out on a a, a sale or something. I wanted no, like the second floor of the building. Oh, and. Yeah, so to get the money out because she was doing something in this on the sales floor, whatever of his little shop. Yeah, what I mean, like she walked out with the money into like the next shop, and she like walked on like a balcony or something. No, so she just reached out the window and grabbed. She goes into the neighbor, the next, yeah, the next door shop. They like reach out the window. Oh, that's right. And they're like, I thought that she scaled. No, no, that'd been cool, but no. (laughs) But yeah, it's still just crazy. And she would have scaled. She would have probably fallen and died. <laughs> that would have just been it. I guess that would have made the uh, movie a little bit shorter, but <laughs> a little bit more. A lot of things would have made this movie shorter, like if he would have paid his, <laughs> paid his debt back. That's true. He just pays his debt and that's the end of the movie. But then I think another, like, that was something that stressed me out that ended up not being a big stressor was he gets, Sold the, he gets, he gets the opal back oh, Okay, and he goes and he tries to get Kevin Garnett's ring back. He goes back to like where he yeah, put it he on. He switches out the rings. And well, I was like, "Shit, the ring is like someone's bought the ring, and he's got to go oh, to find yeah. this person to get the ring back." Now, that's what I thought was going to happen, but thankfully, thankfully for me, the ring was still there, and yeah. he just had to 
I think that was a good scene though. Just showing like how yeah. confident he was and like how gleeful he was. Even though I I honestly this is one thing I thought was weird about the movie was that he was so gleeful and happy that he was about to get $175,000 from this Opal that he originally thought was over a million dollars. Yeah. I would have been fucking pissed. And I also didn't understand why he didn't wait for a next auction. Like, I understand you have a lot of stuff coming down on you, but... Well, because prior to that, he didn't... So, like, the the gem wasn't appraised until he gave it to the auctioners. Yeah, but it's, he could he could have pulled it. She asked, do you want to pull it? Pull he, it from the auction. He could have, but he was kind of like it was like the lo- the opal was his ticket out of his debt. To yeah, Arno. I get that, but it's like, look, I'll pay you like an extra fifty k or whatever because I have this opal that's worth a million, and I can I can get you your money. Yeah, but he only bought it for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but which was the he didn't have to tell anyone that from Arno. Oh, yeah. is that? I, I I assume is that I, your assumption? That's a good I, assumption. I, I really didn't think about that. That he. I mean, that, that would make money. sense that he hasn't paid him back for seventeen months. Yeah, that was something. that was what I thought was. Yeah. It was just like okay, oh, he he tells Kevin Garnett he spent a hundred grand to get this opal, and he's a hundred grand in debt to Arno. Yeah. So I figured that makes sense but, actually. Uh, yeah, that's stressful too because they when he gets appraised lower, he keeps it in an auction and he convinces his gooey to. God. <laughs> a bid against Kevin Garnett hoping that they'll drive the price up to what was like 250 is what he, he was wanted to be for. 250 and Kevin Garnett wouldn't even go he, over he opts out at like 190 or something like that yeah 175 180 or something yeah, yeah. they and stopped at 175 so then <laughs> Gooey has to buy it so <laughs> how Howard owes Gooey back that money and then he also another thir- a 30 yeah, 30,000 <laughs> like 20% interest or something yeah. like that so <laughs> he's He's in debt $38,000 now to his uncle or whatever, plus the $100,000 yeah. to Arno. So you just, like, want to rip your hair out for yeah. that part. And he's, like, I think the funniest part is when he t- he's talking to the reception lady and he's talking to whoever the head of the auction is. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, he's pisses her like- off and she's, like, kind of yelling at him and he just starts talking real smooth. Like, okay, yep, yep, all right, whatever, bye. He has the phone back, and he's like, okay, she said we had to rip <laughs> yeah. out all of the auctioneer pamphlets. Let's say this is a new was, bid. Yeah, no, no. A so re- what? a correction yeah. on the appraisal. What they yeah. did is they had originally put what he said it was worth, which was over a million dollars. Yeah. And then they had put it in a paper that said a correction of one hundred fifty-five dollars to $220,000. So, that was, so just, were, <laughs> that was just another, like, I don't know, Adam Sandler thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I do have to say, yeah, one scene that I thought was really, I don't know if it was bad acting or perfect acting, but the scene where right after he gets beat up, like right outside the auctioneers by um, Arnold's man. Where they throw him in the Yeah, so right after that, he goes back to his own office. And cries. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know, like, and him and Julia Fox are like, you still have me, you can... You know, you can count on me or whatever, you know, when she says all that stuff and is semi-crying and that's when she reveals her tattoo. I didn't know if that was good acting, like like great acting, the fact that, like, she's kind of crying and kind of, like, not really crying because she doesn't 100% care or if it's just bad acting. It felt weird. It was an awkward scene to me. Even him crying felt yeah. to un- me, unnatural and fake almost. To me, it's... Kind of like what you were saying, Max, when she's like the crazy girlfriend. And yeah, he, yeah. And he's honestly a crazy boyfriend. And they're like having just a little. It's like what you see on Jersey Shore almost. <laughs> yeah, because he wanted to divorce his wife. But uh, then Julia pissed him off. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go back to my yeah. wife. His wife's like, F you. F you. And so then he goes back to Julia again. He just has to keep on seeing whatever his options are open. And he can't pay back Arno. He doesn't have the money. Yeah. He doesn't have the Opal. All this stuff. He's. Definitely. The lowest point at that moment. <laughs> yeah. And she's with... I thought... I, I, he had his opal. I could see that it's awkward, but I thought it was I thought it was good. It reminded just, me of just like two kind of like crazy people that yeah. are just breaking down. I liked it. I just couldn't tell if it was like bad acting because it like just felt like fake crying or if it was great acting as in like they're both trying to cry because they're trying to like show emotion to each other, but they don't really have... Like that real emotion. Uh, That's what I meant. Like it, it felt like fake, kind of, 
but then it wasn't at the same time because then like 20 seconds later they were all fine so yeah. it was probably just good acting on their part to seem fake but still I've also showing never each other seen emotion the sandman cry in a movie before so i don't really know how he cries <laughs> that's true i'm sure he's crying in something i think he cried in waterboy yeah, but that was that movie's super <laughs> fake. It's, it's like crying in his comedy yeah, movies is weird though. It's yeah. maybe he's just a weird crier. Who knows? That that could be true. Like his cry, I don't know. It's kind of weird. He's he's interesting. Also, why the fuck did that guy go after his fish, man? That was funny. Yeah, that was, yeah. When Damani pours the what? What he pours? It was Powerade or something? No, it was. So he. It's like. It was a uh, cough syrup. Because, that, that's what I thought uh, it was. Because because yeah. Damani's drinking it. Because I mean, you you know, you can yeah. like lean with it. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, because and that's like the really stressful moment for him because like all this is going down. So he, I think he just just it'd be like if I was drinking liquor, you know, in a you yeah. know, stressful moment. And then he says, you know what, fuck this, I'm gonna mess with your fish and pours it in the fish tank. And I, it was kind of funny how much he cared about the fish. Yeah, <laughs> it was. But like, it was just like, fuck, come on, man. And, and he's also talking to his doctor about his colonoscopy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And his doctor's just like, uh, I'm going to hang up now. Yeah. <laughs> it Every, was a good scene. Everything's good. Saying, I'm good. My colon's good. <laughs> like, so much was going on. Yeah. So much is going on all the time. Yeah. So much going on all the time. Two conversations. Literally all the time. Yeah. Uh, he's juggling 17 different things all at the same time. Oh, and yeah. wonders why he gets caught up and can't get everything right. He's very unorganized. I mean, organized, organized enough to make over a million dollars on one single bet. I guess. <laughs> That's luck. Uh, yeah, prob- you're probably right. I also have no idea what a three-way parlay is still, though. Well, his, his bet was three ways. He had to win the tip-off. Yeah. Kevin Grant had to have... Twenty some points and certain amount of rebounds, yeah. or like so, lead the team in all those so, or something. Yeah, the, the but he also is, he had to get the the tip off though. Yes. That was like the first one. If he so, didn't get that, then he would have lost the yeah. whole bet. So the whole point is, if you don't get one thing of the bet, you lose everything. Yeah, so that's like, why it was such a big win. It turned yeah. out to be. So you make more money. You you can put less down on it because you can bet on three or four different things. But if one thing doesn't happen, you lose the whole bet. So you make more because you bet on four different things. Well, I don't know if there's any Celtics fans out there that watched that 2012 Eastern Conference Final. Game 7? Game 7, but oh my god, I was stressed the entire time. <laughs> yeah. He's watching on this like 12-inch TV in the corner of While this. Arno and his two hitmen are trapped in the... He has this like two-door system to get into his yeah. jewelry shop. Which is sometimes smart. Sometimes it'll like... Lock up. Lock up. So Dude, that first scene up. where it locked up God. on Kevin Garnett when he was trying to get the Opal back, that, I was like... That whole dude. that whole scene is stressful as well. Also, he just does it with ease at the very end. Why didn't he just do it at the beginning? Because he was having that other guy do it. Yeah, but why, I, I don't know. I was just like, after he got it done, I was like, that was an easy, easy fix. You could have got this done in 20 seconds. I think about that. But it was it was super yeah, yeah. super because he was about to walk out. You're about to have to deal with him not having the opal again. Yeah, that's that first scene when they, he walks in the jewelry store is so like stressful because like there's four so conversations. Much, there's going so on. much going on. Yeah, like, it wasn't stressful because you don't you didn't think there was that much on the plate. No, and but then, and then like when he sees the opal and he like Kevin Grant is like transfixed by it and you're hearing like everyone's talking around him but he's like it's like this kind of moment where he's just him and you keep hearing Howie in the background going don't lean on the glass don't lean on the <laughs> oh glass. yeah don't lean on the glass and then the glass breaks on him <laughs> it's just like oh my god Kevin Grant I know you're an NBA basketball star but get off the damn glass <laughs> <laughs> the most stressful part for me during the whole movie was. I never thought he was going to get the opal back. Yeah, I did too. Like, the first time I watched it. This is it. No, it's not. Get I, the man his opal. I, That's, I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah. That was very stressful for me. I, I, I thought the first time I watched it, I thought the same exact thing. I thought the end of the movie was literally going to be him trying to get this opal back from Kevin Garnett, yeah. and it was never going to happen. Because, I mean, there was, I think, on the fourth time he finally got it back. I mean, he went through so many different avenues to get this opal back. And if he would have got it back one or two days sooner, like if he would have got it back on the first day back, he would have made his million dollars. He would have been over. Yeah, he would have made his million dollars. <laughs> he would have paid back his debts. Well, yeah, I have, mean, maybe he would have made. Maybe he would have paid back his debts, but wouldn't have as many bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
I think Cage even says in the movie that he wasn't going to bring the opal back at one point. I do recall him saying, no. like, you're lucky I brought this back. Yeah, I could have yeah. kept it. Yeah, he did. He, I, he does say, yeah. I could have kept this. I could have kept this. And they're, like, last little meeting yeah. in his yeah. office. But, but remember, he didn't get it back one time because uh, he didn't have the Boston, the, the championship ring. He's like, oh, where's yeah. my ring? He's like, oh, I don't have he it. he forgets it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And so then he they, they takes the opal back. It, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. He forgot to go get it back. So he, like... Howard knew where the ring was. He had just forgotten to go back and get it yep. for the trans to like you know trans to swap it with the opal. Yeah, no. So Kevin, like at that point, you're like, Kevin, dude, Kevin Garnett still gives him the opal. There was never, there was no time in the movie where Kevin oh. Garnett had the opal and was ready to give it up. When yeah, so he the does. one time yeah, so when Kevin Garnett because that's uh, when he puts it up for auction. Yes, Kevin Garnett came in finally with the opal days later. And then he was like, oh, man, I, I, it's over in my Jersey Shore house, whatever. I can't I, – I don't have it with me. And he was just like, man, okay, you better give me that ring. And so he, like – he find, like he got the opal back, but then he has his ring. So he gives him back his ring later. Yeah. The movie starts on, like, a Friday and ends on a Monday too, doesn't it? Or something uh, like that? No, I think it's, like, a week. I think it's Monday to Monday or something okay. like that. No, it's Tuesday to Tuesday. <laughs> It's something like that. It's not a long Tuesday time. Tuesday at 5.08, Tuesday <laughs> at 5.07. So not a full week. Yeah. De- definitely not a long time for all of this to happen. Oh, There's a yeah. lot a of lot stressful stuff. A short amount of time. He gets beat up by people like 15 times in a matter of five days. Yeah. And then the the music is all still there too, making me <laughs> feel weird. And the... The ending is. Should we go to the ending now? I think. Talk about are you guys about ready for the ending, or do you guys got anything else throughout the movie you guys want to talk about? Uh, Howard's just also a compulsive liar. Yeah. Oh, yep. Whenever his kid had to use the bathroom in that apartment, <laughs> it's like, dude, just let him use the bathroom. Why you got to lie to your neighbors and your kid? And well, I, that was like weird he, because it's because he didn't know if Julia. Was well, out yeah. Of the house. Well, yeah, I know, but still, it's like. Because his, his wife obviously knows he's cheating. But yeah. Did his kids know that he was cheating no. on his wife? No. They, they just didn't. didn't. Well, his daughter no. obviously didn't like him. Well, no. then I think the one boy finally knew. He was like, hey, who's the hot chick in your... The, yeah. the guy who went to use the bathroom that mentions it, yeah. yeah. But his, I mean, two, his two boys seem to he, like him a lot. He could have lied a lot better than the way he did, though. I, my thought on that was, doesn't the lobby have a bathroom? Yeah, probably. Well, no, not, not in apartment complexes. But that was complex. like a really nice one. You yeah, think but that they'd have like a con. No, they don't just let people Sears come in. Yeah, like I don't, I don't think so. But anyways, I was just thinking like at, at that like, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just it was weird. He yeah. he definitely just could have played it off a lot better than he did. I mean, he could have just said that, like I ran out and I let a lot of different people use my apartment complex for my job. You know, like I let coworkers use it. I let you know high end. He d- he could have played it better than don't tell anybody about this. Yeah, and that's all. That's all he said. Well, Howard should have just put down the shovel. What buried him? No, no. he just kept <laughs> digging. Him. Yeah. He just kept digging himself deeper. Yeah, no, that's 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 fair. He was digging the he was digging the dirt, and then instead of the dirt going out of the hole, it was just coming in the air, and then falling back down on top of him, crushing him. Also, those kids were fucking stuck up. His kids? Yeah. Oh, well. But they were in like they're in New York, right? I think that it was it was all New York, and they have this. I mean, that house had to have been like a fifteen million dollar house. Yeah. It was a ginormous it's a really house. Nice house. And in the middle of New York. Well, it's probably then, like upstate. Yeah, and then you saw that apartment complex, and it was. She sent the link for it. Like it being for sale, it was what thirty five hundred dollars. I don't remember. Th- I think it said thirty five hundred dollars, and that's per month. Thirty five hundred dollar apartment. So I, I think, mean, like, that actually might be kind of cheap in New York. Thirty five hundred bucks. I don't know. New York apartment prices are pretty. I know. That's what I was trying to say though. Is like it's expensive, and so they have an apartment, and they have this house, and they spend. I mean, like those kids seemed really spoiled. To me, I mean, uh, that daughter and that whole scene. Well, was... when your dad is Howard Ratner, yeah, I that's mean, fair. Your family life is already kind of in shambles. Yeah. He doesn't really care about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, that's fair enough. But yeah, 
Yeah, I think I think what we've gone to is Julia Fox was great. The weekend was a good point or a good part of the movie. Makes a he's a very small point, but he does he does his job well. Shout out to the weekend. Yeah. Shout out to KG. I think it was a good a good addition and super stressful and all that. So, yeah. um, anything else before we get into the the final fifteen twenty minutes ending of this movie? Max is good. Let's do it. All right. Yeah, so the the ending of this movie is kind of what uh, finishes off this whole stressful terribleness of a movie. I mean, it's good, but... Uh, Not to mention the stress went all the way to the very end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Except the last two minutes, you're like, oh, what the hell? Yeah, and so... So to me, the ending starts, like, when she... when Oh, the Julia ending starts... Gets to the, like... When she places the bet, is like... Oh, it for me, the ending starts when Kevin Garnett... Pays for the. I guess that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's Kevin more, Grant uh, that's bu- more com- comes comes into the like office and says, "All right, I'll buy it. Like, I'm gonna do it for one hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. I already because he already pays the money. Yeah, his percentage exactly. And then he's like, and then he talks to him and says, "I'm gonna I'm gonna put a bet on this. And the people are literally outside. Yeah, Arno ready to collect. They're outside to collect. Ready to collect. And so she call he calls Julia to go around and. They pick up the pick up the, the, bat. the window scene where he's reaching the bag out mm-hmm. and she grabs it and he tells her he's got a helicopter for her yeah. to go to. Uh, it was just a casino, a, yeah, just a casino yeah, to place bets. And so I think that's when the the end of the movie really starts. Yeah, and it's really just crazy from there because he's just the Ta- he's just talking. He's just talking, talking and the stuff. They almost throw him out of the the shop, which was pretty. Isn't he, I thought he no. They're stuck in that room. No, no. Well, when they come into his office, the thugs are like dangling him by the legs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And like there, you're like, ha- to me, I was half like, they're not going to drop him. But I was also like, wait, what if they do drop <laughs> him? Like, yeah. I, maybe they will. It, but they pull him back in. But and then uh, why, why did they leave? Why, are, why were they going to leave the jewelry store? They were, they were going to try to uh, run down Julia from placing that bet. Okay, and that's when he locks them in there. That's when they get locked in. Yeah, yeah. I believe. Yeah. They might not even. He might not even. Probably even know if he like purposely locks them in. Oh, it might no. have just been by chance. I right? think it was. I think it was just he got lucky. The, yeah. Okay. Because remember that steel thing popped out of that magnet. Yeah. So that was just luck. Yeah. Okay. Just got lucky. So he gets a luck. He, he gets lucky too with for a the lot first of time. Stuff. No, I think <laughs> that's the first time he got lucky. Well, some <laughs> stuff, but that was lucky. And then Julie. Gets I mean, was it really lucky? Uh, well, we'll get, we'll get <laughs> I don't know if it really was lucky in the end because it just hotboxed that one guy to enrage him yeah. to the point of uh, the, the final part. So. But Julia, I like the, pl- I don't know who the guy is that Julia's with in the plane, in the helicopter ride. Yeah. Uh, but that guy I thought was funny. Yeah. No, he was, he was really, wait, are you talking about, is it, is that the rich guy? Yeah. The old rich guy. Yeah. yeah the, the old rich guy, rich guy who says like no one, like he has no family or anything. Yeah. He just has a lot of money. Yeah, and he's like all over her, and he is trying to like get her to go up to his penthouse, uh-huh. which and know, she she's does. Obviously, well, she doesn't want to, but yeah, the thugs get there, and she sees them, so she goes up there to hide, basically, yeah. and watch the game. But God, what an intense game of basketball! Yeah, it's eight years later, and it's still it was, it was definitely intense. Yeah, because like for me, I th- when I was watching the the scenes, it was like I feel like I felt like it was gonna be fine. And that he was going to win the bet. You know, like, I just felt like that would happen. But at the same time, I felt like I couldn't be sure. Like, even with some movies, you know that it's going to be okay. I was not scenes. in that situation. I was, I was, but then I was still, like, really stressed out. Yeah. I was like, well, shit, what if he misses, but what if he gets seven yeah. rounds or whatever or something like that? Because they show some shots of the game and he will miss a bucket or he doesn't yeah. get the rebound or something. So you're like, uh-oh. But I feel like, he, I think he gets it by the... He gets it with a few minutes left, I think, in the yeah. fourth. Yeah, so he gets it pretty handedly. But and then him and Julia talk on the phone. They're like, "Oh my oh, God, yeah, we did it! We won! We won!" It's like, "Oh wow, this is this is great." He he did it, and Arno. You can it, like pans to Arno, and he's kind of like got this look of like, "Wow, he did it!" Like, and oh. and the other two hitmen, they were they seemed satisfied yeah. as well. Like, yeah, oh, all right. And the the guy, his, I think his name is Phil, the older. The one that's more vocal, I guess, and has yeah. the rough voice, but he's like, "All right, man, you've made your point. Let us out, and we'll we'll go." And so, uh, to recap, we've got 
bet gets placed. Kevin Garnett hits every part of the bet. Howard wins the bet, and they're about to let the dudes out of the little corner they're trapped in. It's like a $1.2 million bet he wins. So huge, like huge. More than enough money. On a $100,000, $165,000. Yeah. No, but I mean, on a $100,000, like... Oh, yeah. I mean, like... And really, they had pulled a $25,000 bet earlier in the it was movie. It twenty one or something. $21,000 yeah. bet. So, really, they got that $21,000. Like, they yeah. pulled that bet. So, really, he only owes... seventy nine. Se- yeah. Like, he only owes 80000 at this point, maybe even less, I don't know, because they stole a whole bunch of stuff off. Of, like they stole his watch, they stole a whole bunch of stuff off of him. Like, yeah, it's not even a hundred thousand dollar bet, like debt anymore. It's a lot less than that. And he has a million over a million dollars to pay him back. Yeah, however much he wants. And they they all saw it too. They yep. all know. Everyone knows. And then <laughs> he goes here, and he here, lets them here, out. Here it goes. And so Howard lets them out. Uh, out of nowhere and it's not even like it's fast to yeah. oh yeah you're not ready Phil, for this at all and so like and so just to add real quick Phil so like when they're in the box and everything's heated at first for the guy Phil like shows I don't know what the gun is but he shows a revolver yeah. and points it at the glass and you know, Howard's like oh that's bulletproof glass if you do that you're gonna kill you, all of you three in here but then so Adam Sandler lets him out uh, he, Phil walks out and just pulls the Pulls the gun up and shoots him right in the face, like right in the cheek. Yeah, right like, in the cheek. And you, and you don't see it coming. It no, just it just happens fast. so fast. And then Arnold is like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Like and he was like ready. Like he wants his money. Like he's yep. like, "I f- I can finally get out of this. I'm finally done. We can just get out of this." And so he just yells. So he sh- he shoots him, and then they start looting the shop. Basically, getting no bags. no no no. He yells. Arnold yells at. Well, yeah, Arno's like, you know, why are you, why did you do this, blah, blah, blah. But they're ignoring him. They're, at this point, the, and then two, Phil the, shoots two ha- the two heavies are just looting the shop. Yeah. Well, he tells Arno, like, just stay here, don't do anything, and I won't shoot you. But then Arno tries to leave, and, and the door locks again, and so Arno can't get out of the shop. So then Phil goes over and kills Arno, shoots him in the head. And the movie ends with these two guys looting. Uh, he's he's, uh, one, of, one of them says that, like, he says, like, did you cut the, like, whatever you would do to prevent the cops from coming. But one of them says, no, they didn't do that. And you start hearing sirens. And then it pans over to where Julia was at the casino. And that rich guy's walking out with the bags of money. So yeah. I thought that Me too. he sold her out to the yeah. thugs and took the money. But it turns I thought out, so, too. It turns out that he she was, was being nice. And he was being nice. Yeah, he's carrying her money. her money to the limo for her. Yeah. That, that's so she didn't get caught by the thugs. that yes. followed her, though. Yeah. yeah, so he was helping her out there. But what did you do to get that help, though? I don't know. I would do quite a bit for one point two million dollars. But so she, she, I mean, she has no idea that yeah he's been shot, and it also shows to his. I mean, I guess she's still his wife. His wife, and she's wondering where he is. She hasn't heard from him, so she says she's going to call the police because uh, she hasn't heard from him in a while or something like that. The last shot, though, is is them kind of just zooming in on into his cheek, into yeah. the bullet wound in his yeah. cheek. Oh yeah, which goes into his body, and then it goes into back into this the spacey yeah. opal scene that the movie begins with, yeah. and the music is all spacey Synth- yeah. and synthesizery, and apparently a classic A twenty four type stuff. But yeah. and you're like expecting something to help close the movie <laughs> yeah, a little bit. For real. At least I was, and then the credits just start rolling. I kind of figured that was the end. But like, you do shoot. you do hope something else. See, this is my th- this was one of my biggest like problems with the movie is you went through all of this stress with Howard and that's the way that it ends for you. Is yeah. him just getting he dies. But wasn't just all released right when he got shot. No. no. For me it was. It's like, oh, for me, I was. It's not stressful anymore. You just couldn't believe it, but it's like your stress was just gone. I, was but then like, you were just shocked. Yeah, but it was like I went through all of this stress for him to finally get out of this, and then he gets fucking shot. That's like, why I said it's a good ending, not expected, not what you wanted either. <laughs> yeah, no, that I, I wouldn't say it's bad. Yeah, I, I would agree that it's good, but it's not what I wanted. I was Correct, just, I and have, it's shocking. Yeah, I was just waiting for another scene where he's like 
comes out of like surgery or something. <laughs> they're like, he does get shot in the cheek, and it was only a twenty-two. So is that what he shot him with a twenty-two? Oh, the, if that it's was a nine small. or a forty-five, yeah. his face would have got blown off. It, it was okay. definitely a twenty-two. Yeah. So I'm like expecting like, oh, the last scene is he comes out of surgery and everything's hunky dory. But yeah. I, I mean, he could have survived from it. But I feel like where it was shot, I, I take it, it was implying that it hit his brain or something. Yeah. And I think, like, as one of my friend, fr- one of my friends put it that I also watched, it, he was like, "It's not what you want, but it, the ending makes sense for someone who lives that life and was yeah. doing the things he was doing." It was kind of like, like, "What did you? What did you? About. Yeah, it was, well, yeah, it was Thess. He was all, he's been on podcast, but he was like, yeah. "What did you know? Like, kind of like, you don't really want it, but like, what else do you expect with this yeah. ending?" No, I, I he was the one I was texting after I watched the movie. Yeah, because I was pretty upset about not upset, but I was like. Are you kidding me? I just went through this two and two hour and fifteen minute movie of this guy, and this is what happens to him at the end. Like this is yeah. what I this is what I have to uh, finish with. And yeah, I was pretty upset about. It. But I mean, I totally agree with what he said and what Max says here that it's not what you wanted. It's not what you you know in a movie that you technically want. But it it it's what a good movie. I think what a good movie that has its own direction does. You know. Yeah. It's, it does what it wants to do, even if it's not the the you know easy way out. Or I can't think of really any movies though that have endings that exactly feel yeah. good. Except you know your Disney movies are always typically feel good, but oh yeah, you know any type of drama or thriller never really um doesn't end the way that you the happy way. I don't know. I feel like there are most of the movies have a at least a satisfying ending. Maybe some ah. guys that you want, but. All the I, I feel like there's movies and and pretty campy, <laughs> except for the last one. But I, I I just feel like there's a there's a a select few movies that have a movie like have an ending that really surprises you, like this one that you didn't want to happen. Like I I almost see this ending, uh, like I saw like I see seven. Yeah. Like yeah. What's in the box? Like you you didn't mm. want that to happen, but how else do you see like? That's the best way it they makes, could have ended it that It makes movie. sense yeah. in this film's universe that exactly. it ends this way. And it's not what you wanted. Like, you wanted his wife to survive. You want, like, it's not what you, you didn't want her to die. Sorry for spoiling seven for you, but. Yeah. Um, great movie, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's a great movie, and it, it has a good ending, but it's not what you wanted. And I feel like there are select movies that have that kind of ending. Like, this surprising, this not what you wanted, but still great. I think. One, I think a thing about this ending that makes it a little like hard, harder to swallow is like we obviously get our catharsis with Howie because he dies, and so that's kind of it. He's he's dead, right? But we don't really see anything like, you know, we see that Julia has the money in the limo. Yeah. We see that his his wife is a little is worried about him, but beyond that, we don't really. I don't feel like we get like a satisfying. You don't get any closures. Yeah, we don't get any closure to Julia or his wife, wife story or his family story. Which, I think, is the one thing that rubbed me weird with the ending of the movie. But I guess it doesn't have. To, I mean, I guess that just leaves it for like, well, what do you think would happen? Which is kind of fun to talk to. Yeah, but entertain. I think I think that's fine because the I mean, like a, the main characters Howard. is gone, and it, the main characters Howard, and the main focus of the movie is his story. Yeah. So it ends with him. I mean, I really wouldn't want an extra five or ten minutes, kind of seeing what happens with Julia or what happens with his wife or his kids because I was following Howard and the movie ends with his death. Like I, I, I don't, I don't, not saying that I like, I like the ending, but I don't like it because it's not what I wanted. Yeah. But I also wouldn't want more after what they decided to do because sure. I, I, I said, he's the main character. He's what's, he's the story. He's the movie. And we don't get a, we don't get a Shawshank Redemption ending with this movie. Yeah. Which this movie doesn't need it. I guess that can't be ending. <laughs> I guess it does. Yeah, when a lot of movies have a happier ending than you think. I guess the ones that just have bad endings are the ones that stick, stick with, with you. And stick yeah. with you. Not bad endings, but ones that yeah, yeah, not, not bad. what you want. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do stick with you. Green Mile or you know, yeah, Braveheart. One that I watched recently that has a rough ending, but yeah. But yeah, you finally get to go. The, the roller coaster stops climbing and it, it descends. Does. It finally descends and very, very fast. Very, very yeah, fast. like the mamba. And then you're <laughs> finally, then you're finally off, and your hair's frizzled, and you're 
gripping the safety rail and you're like, <laughs> I don't really want to let go, but I have to. And then the next time you go through it, it's not as bad. Yeah. You just get to enjoy it the next time. But good movie. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, do you guys got anything else? Uh, I think we kind of went through most of it, but uh, before we kind of hit our ratings, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? I don't. No, sir. Sweet. I guess we can go ahead and go to our ratings. So uh, on a scale of zero stars to five stars, what would you guys rate this movie? Um, Damien's first. So I will give it a 4.5 out of five stars. I think it's... I haven't seen him. I haven't. Se- I feel like I haven't seen a movie like this, and I definitely think it's that's Adam Sandler's best movie ever. That's true. Uh, well, I, th- I personally, I think it is. I, I think it's better than all of his '90s comedies, uh, because it's just different and it's a serious movie. And I just, I haven't seen a movie like this, and it does cool things and has a great cast and all these. There's just little nuances with it that make it fun, and I feel like if a movie literally grips you by the seat for two hours and then shocks the hell out of you at the end that i think that's powerful so i liked it four and a half i feel like you probably haven't seen grown-ups too if you think this is his best <laughs> work, i well jack and jill is a second best <laughs> let's be real all right all right fair enough all right max what do you got for uh rating on uncut gems oh i think i'm gonna give this you know what? i'll just go ahead and give it i'll give it a four and a half just like damien sure it was a Solid movie. I don't think I'll ever watch it again, okay. but I'll definitely recommend it to absolutely anybody and everybody. Sweet. If they're looking for a movie to watch, I'm going to say, hey, Uncut Gems is really good. Regardless of whatever type of movies you like, I think this kind of hits. Right. Everyone, anyone and everyone can enjoy this. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, I'm probably not going to go as high as these two. Uh, I, I'm surprised by... Uh, Max over here saying he would recommend it to everyone. Oh, yeah. Because the first time I watched it, I was pretty shocked by it, and my wife actually walked out within 25, 30 minutes and did not come back in until the last 15 minutes. And we went to the theaters to watch this movie, so she just sat out in the foyer for about 45 minutes, maybe well, an hour. You can recommend it to everyone. doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that everyone will like it. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's but what I'm going with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to recommend it because I liked it. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, and even if, you know... You have different movie genres you like. I still think you could sit down and enjoy this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I totally agree that this is a movie that a lot of people could like because it has great acting. It has a just straight keeps you hooked in. Yeah, that's for sure. Minute in to the last second, you are. I mean, it's it's not action, but I mean, you are just you're watching yeah, it. Yeah, and you're in and wrapped in this guy's story. You're watching a train wreck for yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so I I definitely commend it for that, and it's got great performances. Um, well, it sounds like you're going to rate it pretty well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> two and a half stars. <laughs> no, the the first time I watched it, I gave it a four stars. Uh, second time I watched it, I, I could probably give it a little bit more, but I'm going to stick with my first rating of just four stars. We'll split the difference, four point two five out of Easton. Um, so yeah, I, I I gave it a four stars. I'll probably keep it there just because. Um, not not necessarily just because of the ending, but uh, just really, it was hard to watch, uh, and that's nothing against it. But it, it, I don't know. I just felt like it was very hard to watch the first time, just because it was too stressful. It didn't give you breaks. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what held it back for me. Was if it just kind of gave you a break every once in a while, I probably could have enjoyed it more. I didn't. I didn't find myself the first time watching it enjoying for like almost an hour and a half because I was just so like, this is so crazy. But it went so fast though. Yeah, that's, well, no, the first time I watched it, I feel like it, like, I was just like, how many fucked up stupid decisions (laughs) is this guy going to make? Like, that dragged on. But I'm not saying it, like, it didn't feel, it didn't feel like a three hour movie or anything. I think not having breaks was good for this movie. Yeah. It's kind of like, I'm not, I don't know, like I said, I'm not going to say that, a four star's not bad. Yeah, I'm mad at your four star rating I, right now. I, you should have put a trigger warning on this. <laughs> podcast All right, I'll put, I'll put explicit on this episode just because I put it at four stars. Uh, my wife would put this at zero stars, so let's just put that out there. Uh, Half a star, just because yeah. she likes Adam Sandler. She's a fan of the sand. <laughs> she does, in fact, like Waterboy. There you uh, go. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm right there on between four and four and a half, but it, it was just 
so much the first time I watched it that I kind of want to keep it at what I first rated it as. And I understand, like, I totally think this is a great movie, but hard to watch almost. And that's why I'll never watch it again. Yeah. One time was good enough. Yeah, yeah. And I can I could put it in, you know, in a good, enjoyable movie. Yeah, but, You know, yeah. maybe, maybe not like a favorites, but hey, that's a dang good and movie. One thing I think that really sucks about the whole thing was the fact that this movie didn't get any kind of Oscar consideration. Like, that was a complete snub oh, wow. on Oscar. Uh, yeah, I didn't get nothing. I'm... Adam Sandler didn't get anything. Um, it didn't get like screenwriting or screenplay or, I mean anything. I mean I think Julia Fox should have got best, um, upcoming actress or supporting actress. They have like a like a new, uh, like a award for new actresses and actors, and she should have got something for this. And Adam Sandler should have at least been a nominee. For best actor or like comeback award or something they, <laughs> they need to they need to make one of those yeah. comeback award <laughs> best comeback he said terrible movies for the best 12 last yeah 12 years <laughs> your movies have been mediocre at best but you really came out when like when grown-ups is your best there's something wrong <laughs> yeah, grown-ups isn't well yeah maybe in the last 10 years yeah i'm saying yeah. it's his best work he's done yeah that's true that's true um so i i feel like just to take away from this movie that really sucks that they didn't get anything kind of award wise for this movie because it should have even though I'm rating a four star like it deserved yeah to get something because it, it, extremely well done yeah it's definitely got from what I've seen online it has a lot a very favorable it's pretty reviews. controversial like there are people that are like my wife or a little bit what leans me to put it more towards four stars where it was just so like it was just too much. For, for somebody to handle, so they're, they're not big fans of it. But yeah. I think most people that enjoy, you know, draw, or not necessarily dramas, but enjoy movies can understand and appreciate it. And that's that's why it gets a lot of love, especially since Adam Sandler, I think, does just a fantastic job. But yeah, I think that's all of our our ratings. Um, got four and a half, four and a half, and a four. Point two five. Yeah, 4.25 if we want to. Because, uh, yeah, I'm definitely teetering between that four and four and a half. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I guess that about does it for this episode. Uh, we're happy to have you guys join the Couch Critics and listen to us. Of course. Yep. Um, and, yeah, so uh, for all of you guys listening, just make sure to follow our Twitter at Couch Critics Pod and uh, make sure to rate and review our podcast so more people can find us and listen to us review movies we love doing it and want more people to hear us so yeah make sure to follow us on twitter and then rate and review uh yeah you guys have uh have a good weekend and have a good week and make sure to sit down on the couch and watch the movies bye guys bye